When I Open podcast may feature language, mature themes, and violence. This is your trigger warning. Hello, you are listening to When I Open, a true crime podcast where I talk about crimes ranging from urban legends to serial killers and how they are portrayed in the media. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Tate's Guide to the Perfect Crime. Hey everyone, it's Tate. So I'm sorry I've been kind of like not extremely active on social media. I've been having some mental health things going through, but I'm working from or through them. Um, and I hope that you all enjoyed the Fear Street series. It was really, really, really fun to research. And I'd also like to say I still have stickers available. Folks in the Midwest... I am so sorry. I don't know why it's taking so long for your stickers to get there. As much as I would love to, like, hand-deliver them to make sure they got to you, I cannot legally do that. A.K.A. um, uh, someone would have to do a case about my life, if you know what I mean. Um, And so... (sighs) Yeah. And I also still have my swaggy like sloot pins, and so I'd really like for some people to get those. If you are interested, please send me a DM on my Instagram at oneiopen.podcast. Um, and so, let's get into today's topic, which is going to be, um, I actually wasn't, I wasn't very much aware of this case until like a couple, um, I want to say a couple couple years ago in my history class we talked about the central park five case when talking about like racism in the country and so today i'm actually going to be talking about that actual case because it's had um a new movie come out i think it might have actually been a couple years ago but i recently finished it actually it's a it's a mini series on netflix called when they see us and i didn't realize until now how like, riddle with racism is, and I know that I've talked about this before in my Tony McDade case, um, and when I talked about, um, the trial for the murder of, um, for the, for the, sorry, for the killer of George Floyd, but, um, yeah, we're gonna talk about the Central Park Five, and then we're also gonna talk about, um, I'm also gonna talk about the, um, Law and Order SVU episode that has something to do about it, do with it except there's always a really weird twist at the end um then i'm going to be talking about um when they see us and yeah let's get into the case because it's a doozy so there's a lot of like legal precautions about this but i'm gonna try to explain it the best that this article can so um the central park jogger case events also referred to as the central park five case was a criminal case in the United States over the aggravated assault and rape of a white woman in Manhattan Central Park on April 19, 1989. Occurring, the, occurring during a string of other attacks in the park the same night, um, five black and Latino youths were convicted of assaulting the woman and served sentences ranging from 6 to 12 years. All later had their charges vacated after a prison inmate confessed to the crime. So... Yeah, again, this is going to be, um, oh, this actually does something, um, kind of better. So, um, 
people who are involved, I, I want to say I don't like to say who did it, but, um, uh, they don't, they do say it, but, um, I believe that these people are still alive, and if they listen to this, I don't really want to call them out about it, because it gives me a little bit of guilt, um, sort of like when I talked about the, um, the Columbine, the Columbine shooting, um, I talked about how sometimes it, it's it's viewed as like disrespectful for certain events like Columbine to not talk about it because like the family members are still out there and people may get triggered by the names. So April, so the date of this happening um, was April nineteenth, nineteen eighty nine. The time was about nine to ten p.m., which is I unironically around the same time I'm actually recording this at night. Um, the duration was approximately one hour, location, Central Park, New York City, U.S. The rests were, um, they arrested 20 to 24 people. Um, five male teenagers indicted, indicated for, indict, yeah, um, for raping a woman and other charges. Another was given a plea deal and pled guilty to assault. Four other teenagers were indicted for sexual assault and other charges related to tax on other persons that night in the park. So, um, convicted. Five male youths were tried in two trials for the rape and violent assault of Trisha Melly while she was on an evening jog. Um, the sixth gave, made a plea deal in 1991 for a lesser charge and a lesser sentence. Four of the five in the Melly Melly case were convicted in 1990 of rape, assault, and, and other charges. One of them was convicted of attempted murder, one of whom was convicted on a lesser charge, but as an adult, the five other defendants pleaded guilty to assault before trial and received lesser sentences. So these were some of the um, charges that they were given. Um, some were given um, assault, robbery, riot, rape, sexual abuse, and attempted murder. The verdict was um, the verdict was guilty. Um, the sentences ranged from ten to five to ten years for for juveniles, five to fifteen years for a sixteen year old who was classified as an adult because of the violent nature of the crime. Convictions: um, four of the teenagers in the Malay case served six to seven years in juvenile facilities. One sentenced as an adult served thirteen years. Four unsuccessfully appealed their convictions in 1991, after another man was identified as the rapist in t- 2002, um, like a year before I was born even. Um, these five convictions were vacated, and the state withdrew all charges against the men. Um, the litigation of this was f- the five men sued the city for discrimination and emotional distress. The city settled in 2014 for... Ready? $41 million. They also, the men also sued New York State, which settled in 2016 for $3.9 million total. So, yeah, um, I, sorry, um, technical difficulties. So, where was I? Yeah, so all of these men are actually still alive and thriving pretty well. They all have families, um, and they're all connected to the, most of them have been connected to the Innocence Project, which, fun fact, for um, 11th grade, yeah, uh, last year I basically, 
did a project on the Innocence Project, and my teacher was, like, super impressed because I even talked about the, um, uh, I can't think of the right word, the systematic racism within the police community, which made a couple people upset. But you know what, people? It's time to face the truth. It's not the best. So, yeah, um, they actually decided... Some of them actually became um, advocates for criminal justice practices um, to um, advocating methods to prevent false confessions and eyewitness um, misidentifications, which is basically what happened was they were misidentified and, like, because, unfortunately, because they were black and they were black and Latino and young, the police kind of coerced them into making a confession, which is actually something that I've seen, um, my gosh, where was it, um, it happened in an episode of Bull, where, um, this guy was, like, so drunk that he didn't actually remember what happened, and the police faked a confession by writing the dead girl's name on a pad, like, a a paper, a paper pad, paper pad, um, (laughs) and saying, like, she wrote this, before she died, meaning you did it, and the guy was like, oh my god, I must have done it, that's called a coerced confession, and lying, um, but yeah, the law was actually passed, and, um, one of them actually, um, serves as a board member of the Innocence Project, and one of them received a, um, Lifetime Achievement Award in 2016 from President Obama, um, and yeah, again, a lot of them are, are talking about the, like, Innocence Project, and things like that, and, yeah, they're basically, I don't want to say that they're thriving, because I don't think that's, like, they, they have to have, like, some kind of trauma connected to this, I, I wouldn't be, um, I would not be surprised if they didn't. So, there's actually another thing, um, um, that, uh, that, I don't know if, I know I, I, I'm gonna talk about this later and when they see us, because they actually have actual footage, but apparently, um, Donald Trump had some, well, words to say about this, um, that were not very good. If you know Donald Trump, you know what I'm talking about, probably. But, yeah, he basically said that they're, they have to be guilty. And, um, people were not very upset, or, sorry, people were very upset about this. And, um, a, um, and after the person, um, after the man who actually did the crime confessed, the defense counselor, um, said, I quote, and quote, I think Donald Trump at the very least owes a real apology to this community and to the young men and their families. Um, and then protests were held outside Trump Tower in, two th- in October 2002 with protesters chanting, Trump is, Trump is a chump. I mean, it's catchy. Um, but nevertheless, Trump did not apologize. Not surprised. <sighs> but, yeah, the person who did do it, um, is believe that he is in jail um and the i um the person the person did not die um 
she actually spoke out about it um and talked about it and wrote a book called i am the central park jogger so yeah that's kind of all i have for the case just a lot of systematic racism so now we're going to talk about the um possibly even more systematic well not really um svu's take on this very interesting case i am gonna put a trigger warning well i'm gonna sorry i'm gonna put a spoiler warning it's called decaying morality it's um it's season 16 episode 13 um and yeah it is it's not a fun episode well, as Kenyon from Wine and Crime would say, get ready for a totally bonks case. So, this is the... I'm just going to do the plot. Okay. Never mind. It's not... It, it's doing that thing where it tells you, like, the last two scenes of the plot. So, we're doing this off of memory. I watched this a solid three hours ago, so we'll see how it goes. Maybe five. Benson and Rollins find a teenage girl crying in the street, her clothes torn. Jenna Davis says she was raped in a pizzeria bathroom by Jerome Jones. Jones has a criminal record as well as a pending lawsuit against the NYPD, but with little evidence to go on, SVU releases him until arrest can be made. With emotions running high, Jenna's father takes the law into his own hands with a decision that will change their lives forever. So, hmm. Basically, what happens is Jenna is raped. Um, Jerome Jones, Jerome Jones, who is a black man, is accused of it, accused of that, mostly because Jenna says he was black, basically, um, and that they have videotape evidence of him going, like following her to the bathroom. Even though we just said he was just going back inside, so um, Jenna's father is obviously, and Jerome also has a pending lawsuit against the NYPD for unlawful arrest. So, basically, um, Jenna's father, whose name I believe is Luke, um, he is, like, really upset about this and actually, um, tortures Jerome, and then Jerome has an asthma attack, which kills him. So, Luke is obviously arrested and goes to jail. And then we find out that the person who raped Jenna was not Jerome, but her uncle Neil, who was a dentist. Apparently, this is not Neil's first time. Now, the uncle is actually on her mother's side, not her father's side. So, basically, her father killed a man who did nothing wrong to her, and it was actually her uncle all along. Um, this obviously connects because, like, um, the boys in Central, in Central Park 5 were falsely accused, and then someone later confessed to it. Um, the, 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 the false perpetrators, um, also happen to be black in both cases, and both of the women being white, and that works a lot about my, that works my angle of a lot of, um, uh, systematic racism within the NYPD being like, oh, he's black, he must have done it, like that kind of thing, which happens a lot more than you would expect, and unfortunately is happening a lot more um now so remember 
please support Black-owned businesses. They are suffering during, especially, the pandemic. Also, pandemic-wise, just a little tidbit, it's still happening. Um, please remember to, you know, wear a mask where they say, please wear a mask. Um, be safe, please, no matter if you're, if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, please remember to, you know, follow your state's rules. Um, and at the time of this, um, Eastern State, as most of you know, I live on the Eastern State, Eastern, East Coast of the U.S. We just went through a really bad hurricane thingy. As in, I was not allowed to leave my house to drive places, and I know a lot of states had had it worse than me, including a tornado in New Jersey. Um, anyway, I hope that you, if you're in the East Coast, I hope that you're doing a lot better, because this was a really hard day for me um, and my family. So, I mean, my sister got off of school, so she was thriving. But, like, I hope that everybody was safe, and if you need any help with anything, please, like... Just, just be safe and be careful around hurricane weather. Anyway, that was just a quick thing that I don't remember why I was... I don't remember how I got into that conversation. Anyway, so yeah, that's about the end of the episode. Um, yeah, so, you know, her uncle got arrested, obviously, and turns out he had done this to 17 other women. Yeah. Um... Sorry, late night and exhausting week. Um, so now I'm going to be talking about the movie um, When They See Us. Um, also, if you notice that my episodes are getting like progressively shorter, do not be alarmed. Some cases, I sometimes I don't like to cover very complicated cases. Um, although not every single case is ever going to be straightforward. But if it seems like my episodes are slowly getting shorter, don't worry about it. It's fine. I have a lot of long cases um, that I plan on covering later, but I'm kind of, like, gearing up to them. So, yeah, let's talk about When They See Us. So, When They See Us is sort of a Netflix documentary of some sort. They basically um, retell the story, and they show the boys, um, except I believe that they do use different names. And you actually can see the systematic racism that the cops are showing, and it's really interesting because you kind of go through their entire process of, like, the cops pretending that they ratted each other out. And, like, the boys figure out, like, maybe we should just stick together. Like, that's kind of the only way that we're going to survive. You can also see how the family's lives affected them. Because some of them do have family issues, like, back at home. And it was really interesting to see this show because I never really learned about this until like literally the day that I'm recording. I know I'm a little bit behind, but it was really interesting to see as some as as a white person. I was thinking like, wow, there are so many things that I could be doing to like help prevent this. And like, honestly, the only thing I feel like I can really do is just spread information and, like, raise awareness for when things like this happen, like when George Floyd got killed, and especially Breonna Taylor, like, that was a huge, huge issue, and I just, it makes me really upset, because I know that not everybody in the entire world will agree with me, but, like, 
there's a house in my neighborhood that, like, always has, like, back the blue signs. And, like, it's kind of uncomfortable to, like, see those signs when, like, I feel like they don't fully understand that, like, they're part of the problem. Like, it's kind of why so many people are still getting shot, so many people are still dying because of this, because of people's ignorance and, like, probably mostly white people are not wanting to think about anti-racism and, like, how they can rebuild the stigma behind this because we need to do, we need to do our work too. Like, this, this should be, this shouldn't still be happening. And I really hope that this year is going to be different, but I feel like every year I want it to be different and it doesn't. Something like this always happens and it's really upsetting because I grew up in this. I'm pretty sure most of you probably still know. I know I know a lot of my audience is like um people who are older than me, but like even like if you're like around my age, like you're still a teenager, well technically I'm an adult now. But like this is gonna start with us. Like we need to show them the injustices that are within the police system. We need to call out what we think is wrong. And we need to bring justice to people whose lives are either in danger or people who have already passed away. So one of the references that I'm going to suggest that I'm going to link in my description for the episode is the Innocence Project. Because this opened my eyes to so many people who have been wrongfully convicted because of their skin color. And it's absolutely ridiculous and it should not happen. (sighs) That felt so good to get off my chest. But... Yeah, anyway, um, uh, yes, please do your research, um, I know that there's a how to be anti-racist or, like, anti-racism book out there, um, that you should check out if you are white and looking into this, and, yeah. Alright, well, with that, um, thank you everyone so much for listening, remember, I still got merch, so DM me, you can DM me on my Instagram at whenIopen.podcast. Um, you can also DM me on there or email me um, at the email that is on the episode description. It's the number it's the number one, iopenpodcast at gmail.com. You can email me if you have, like, case ideas or, like, you want to say something nice. You can also rate me on um, Apple, I think it's Apple Podcast now. It used to be, like, iTunes Podcast or whatever. Um... Please give me good ratings. I've gotten a lot of good ones recently, so thank you so much. Also, written ratings also help a lot. Um, if you'd like to follow me on my extremely poorly managed Twitter, um, you can follow me on Twitter at whenIopenedUpPod and TikTok um, at whenIopenedPod. So, again, thank you so much for listening. Um, sources are in um, sources are in the descriptions, like always. I know a lot of folks are starting up school again, including myself, but I swear I will be getting the same content, except hopefully less stress. Just kidding, I'm gonna, I'm, yeah, it's gonna be a year. Uh, so, yeah, remember to sleep with one eye open.